Did Ohapi give you some Ohopi for 2024? Because he did for John and I. And what grade did you give him? Let's find out. It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John. And this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And you can help out the show in a few ways. Leave us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. And if you're not subscribed, well, subscribe today and become a Locked On Everydayer. And whether you're on the audio side or the video side, come over to YouTube and leave a comment. It's one of the best ways to keep in touch with us and be a part of the conversation. And today's episode, brought to you by FanDuel. You can make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash on today to get started. Thanks for being here for this episode of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, aka the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Hey, we are deep in the middle of our 2023 roster report card for our Halos, Mike. We've already covered the starting pitching the bullpen and today we're finally getting into the position players and we're going to be talking about the infield on today's show halos in the infield hey shout out our friends over at halos in the infield we love (laughs) Love those guys uh listen uh it's been really great so far again we had over 350 responses to our survey our google form that you filled out you graded all the players on a zero to four scale we crunched the numbers and have a letter grade for each one so To get us started, Mike, I think it's kind of fun to talk about some guys who, you know, maybe we weren't expecting much or even expecting them at all this season in some cases, but we did have some somewhat pleasant surprises uh, through the season. And let's begin with Matt Theis. Matt Theis' score was 2.12. He got a grade of a C-. Some of the comments that kind of summed up how everydayers were feeling about Matt Theis were better than expected uh he filled the role really well and somebody said and they must be listening to us they said fix that swing baby come on fix the swing (laughs) that big loopy swing from matt thice drove me crazy mike what are your thoughts on matt thice and his 2023 season could have been awful when ohapi went down and we had no catcher or nobody that we could count on and we'll talk about chad wallach in a minute but both him and matt thice filled in superbly Johnny Mm. I think that we got more than what we could have asked for from those guys and I know that Thice had a couple of I I lost my train of thought moments and in games earlier this year catcher's interference anybody yes and didn't step (laughs) on the plate or those types of things and he learned along the way and that's the thing that I really appreciate about this guy is that he was willing to adjust. He was willing to learn. He was willing to grow. And and I think a part of the, the pitching struggles may have been because he was behind the plate and Chad Wallach as well, and no disrespect to them, but to have somebody with a lot of experience behind the plate is is needed. And Ohapi seemed to handle the pitchers pretty well to start the season. And then when he went down, there was a lot of questions. Thice filled in, I thought, really well on the defensive side. And then the offensive side was a pleasant surprise. I don't think it was too much of a surprise, though, Uh, connected to the defense because with the defense, we were like, oh, could he do this? But with offense, he's always seemed to have a bat that maybe had some sort of hope, some sort of potential. And Mm -hmm. with him hitting 
some home runs and knocking in some runs. He had a run there where he was really, really strong. I think the fix the swing comment is connected to something that you've said. If the ball gets in his swing path, look out. But if it doesn't, then he found himself really struggling, especially later on in the year. Yeah, I had no idea that he was going to be part of this team all season long the way that he was, especially when you consider it was going to be Max Stassi and Logan Ohapi. Yeah. And Stassi obviously was out for the season with personal issues and the hip issues and whatnot. Uh, still not really any word on whether he's going to be back for 2024, uh, but they did move him off of the, uh, not bereavement list, but the restricted list yeah. uh, and back to the 60 day. So we'll see what happens with Stassi there. Somebody else who filled in nicely, Mike, was Chad Wallach. He got a 1.72 score. That's good for a grade of a D. Uh, comments were as expected, uh, yep. admirable backup and a below average bat. What are your thoughts on Chad Wallach in those comments? I love Chad Wallach. I know that he wasn't super fantastic offensively, but I felt like he really came through in the moments we needed him to come through offensively. Yeah. When he was in that lineup, it wasn't a hole in the lineup, at least in the early part of the season. And I can think of a couple of moments where he was hitting home runs and giving us the first run of the game. Mm -hmm. And it was against really good teams. And I think he had a career high in home runs this year. And so having Chad Wallach on this team was great. The fact that we still can you know move him back and forth and he kept saying, yeah, I'll go back to AAA, and then he would get called back up, was was fantastic. I don't know what his role will be in 2024, if he'll even be around, especially if Stassi comes back. But I think he served his purpose in an admirable way in 2023. Yeah, I hope he accepts an assignment to AAA if that's what it comes to, because having him in the system and somebody that you you know and you know him well and he yeah. knows the staff well, yeah. I think is good to have around. Mike, this guy, we had no idea he would be on the team this season. In fact, I didn't even realize that he was playing this right. season and yeah. he ended up with the Colorado Rockies after years with the Reds. And then he ended up with us in June. Mike Moustakis, Mike, he got a 3.05 score. That's good for an A minus from Mike Moustakis. A lot of the comments had something to do with the fact that he was a, a veteran leader, a clubhouse guy. There's a lot of clutch comments from our locked on everydayers. And also, Mike, a sentiment, a huge sentiment, was bring him back. What do you think about Mike Moustakis? He's a dude, man. I mean, what a pleasant surprise. This was Perry's best pickup, right? Like, I think so, yeah. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think he did a great job of identifying that Moustakis could really come over and perf not, not perform, but maybe be a leader. I think the performance was a, was a pleasant surprise. I mean, the mm -hmm. guy was batting cleanup for the Angels for a bit. And I think every, it seemed like every other game when we needed a three-run home run, this guy was hitting that. I would pump the brakes a little bit on, hey, let's bring him back because I think that he is – aging and he is slowing down we yeah. did some stats on him uh from a few weeks ago and his expected stats he was overperforming in some of those some of those stats and so i think that the moose that we got to see at, at, at the middle part of the season when we were in it and even at the end is probably not going to be the moose that we'll see in 2024 although i like his flexibility and i i think him coming back as a backup for Shawnawell at first and maybe potentially being a backup for third base because we're not sure what's going on with Rendon. I, I think that that would be wise. I think him in the clubhouse is really why you bring him back, Johnny, because he really seemed to be somebody that would lead this team, especially the young guys. Who was it that he put his arm around? There was a, a mistake or a moment uh, late in the season, and it, maybe it was Joe Adele or it was somebody that made a mistake, and he 
just put her arm around them and yeah. like, like said, Hey, you, you figure it out. You're going to be okay. Yeah. Don't do it again. Right. And I, I think that that's the role that he plays on this team in 2024. If he's back. Yeah. If he's back, it's not in an everyday role. It's not somebody that you want in the starting lineup all the time. It's somebody who you have around for his presence and you have him fill in at third or at first base when you need him, Mike, somebody that we really enjoyed having on the team. It was actually a lot of the reason why the angels had success. Yeah. You know, early on, was Gio Urshela, yep. who received a 2.79 score. That's good for a B grade. Some of the comments here was that he was uh, he was a key player until the injury. Yep. Uh, another bring him back sentiment there. And then I think somebody was imitating me on this one. So it says pelvis fracture. So that's that's <laughs> how it was uh, written. And so I'm pretty sure. That's what that was there Nailed for. It. So, Mike, bringing Gio Urshela back, how do you feel about that? I think he's going to be expensive, John. I think that it mm. might be outside of the Angels' budget. Although, when you look at what the Angels are spending for, for 2024, it may not be, right? Especially if they run with these young guys. I think having him back on this team would be smart, and I don't think the guy is finished. He is he is a guy, though, that you, you just picture him on a team – like the Braves or the Dodgers or the Phillies, right? That he he's the guy that you don't expect him to carry your team, but he's going to be just a pain in the butt in a oh, series, right? He's, he's Kike Hernandez for the Dodgers yes. in what, like what was that, 2017, 2018 yep. or whatever? Like, yeah, yep. it just went off that that postseason. That's totally Gio Rochella. That's a great comparison. Yeah. Uh for me, Mike, uh, you're you're right about the cost. I wonder how much Gio Rochella is gonna cost. The other part of that is the best thing he did was hit for contact. He yes. wasn't hitting. He, like the power wasn't really there. He was hitting a lot of singles. He was moving runners over. He was doing that all the time. And I think that was a big reason why the Angels had a lot of success uh, in the early parts of 2023. Yeah. Hey, coming up on Lockdown Angels, who's the future infield for the Halos? And what grades did you give them? And what grade did you guys give Anthony Rendon? And what did you have to say about him? We're going to get into all of that. Uh, God willing, <laughs> coming right up. Locked on Angels is brought to you by FanDuel. October baseball is back, and you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join FanDuel today, and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to create your new account. Then you can get in on all the action from the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game, and if you don't want to hang out to watch to see who will win the game, then predict what will happen next in the next at bat with quick bets. Head over to FanDuel.com slash locked on right now and you can step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. You can make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Hey, Locked On Everydayers, of course, we're getting into more 2023 roster report cards on tomorrow's show, but Friday, Friday is when you're going to want in on the fan mail mailbag fan mail Friday coming up. In fact, you can send us your questions for fan mail Friday right now. You can give us a voicemail call. You can call our voicemail any time of day, any time of night that episode or that number is in the episode description below. You can also reach out to us at locked on angels on Twitter at super halo bros on Instagram, or even get in our YouTube comments and let us know that your question 
is for Fan Mail Friday. Johnny, there were some disappointments on this team, and our Locked On Everydayers graded them as such. And so we're going to start with, I think, probably one of the biggest disappointments, and that was the trade for CJ Crone. And I know a lot of people said that this trade was a desperate trade, and, and I loved your response. Yeah. Because we needed, we we needed to fill in some, for somebody, <laughs> right? Uh, him and Gritchuk. And, and it's why we went and got these guys. Our, our Locked On Everydayers gave him a score of 0.95, which is a F on our grading scale. And some of the comments about CJ Crone were as follows. Disappointing, uh, GIDP, grounded into double play. Yeah. And nice to see you, right? Yeah. You didn't play for very much. Thanks, and then CJ. He got the, uh, he got the uh, angel curse and got hurt while he was with us. John, give me your thoughts on CJ Crone. I mean, it made sense at the time, Mike. We we really didn't have a consistent first baseman. I know Drury was splitting time between second and first. Gio Rochella was looking pretty good over there for a while until he got hurt. He was splitting time between third base and first. I know they added Mike Moustakis, but there really just wasn't any depth. They, they tried Jared Walsh out coming back from, you know, the, the injuries that he was going through and then the, uh, the neurological stuff he was going through, and he just didn't have it. You thought no. that you were kind of hoping that he would come back strong and he didn't. And so there wasn't an answer for first base over there. So the angels went out and replaced, uh, well, not really replaced. They didn't have anybody to replace. They, they brought in CJ Crone to play first base. They replaced Taylor Ward who had gotten hit in the face by that sinker uh, with Randall Grichuk. So they, they got two more Rockies in addition to Mike Moustakis that they got earlier in June. And so it just made sense at the time. Unfortunately, Things didn't pan out, and and Crone just seemed to really struggle when he came over. Yeah, uh, it was it was fascinating to me because, yeah, he wasn't having a great season in Colorado, but it was like serviceable, and also there wasn't really anything being inflated by the fact that he was playing in Colorado. Yeah, it wasn't like his home numbers were super outrageous. Like, oh, that's why he has all the success. It wasn't really like that, and so it was kind of hard to identify the fact that. There wasn't anything to indicate that he was going to be bad for Anaheim when right. it came down to it. Right. Johnny, the next name uh, is Eduardo Escobar, and this guy seems to be a great clubhouse guy. In fact, that was the narrative when he came over from the Mets in that trade. And we were excited about that, but he really didn't do anything for yeah. us, right? And even when there was a moment where he could play more, it, it seemed like Phil was going to choose to play other players over him. And maybe mm-hmm. it was because his bat wasn't strong. Who knows? But our Locked On Everydayers gave him a 1.4 score. That's a D grade. And some of the comments are clubhouse guy, as I mentioned, uh, not consistent and best bullpen arm because he did <laughs> come in and pitch in some of those games that were blowouts. And it was funny because he did probably perform better than most of those bullpen arms did in those games. Johnny, I give me your thoughts. That. Give me your thoughts on Eduardo Escobar. Mike, I agree with the, he wasn't consistent and also that he didn't play much because he didn't play much. Like right. I, there were so many right. times where you and I were questioning, you got this guy, you traded for him. Why is he not at third? Why is he not at first or second yeah. or wherever you need to use him? Like even shortstop when Neto was out and you're running out Andrew Velasquez every single day of the week, it was mind numbing to me that Eduardo Escobar, again, a guy you traded for, right. a switch hitter, right. a guy who could play opposite of Luis Renjifo, wherever Renjifo was that day, Escobar should have been on the other side of the diamond, so to speak. And it just didn't happen. And I, I just don't understand the logic there. I don't yeah. understand why he wasn't over at third base more often speaking of not being over at third base mike uh or on the field at all who can hmm. this be hmm. i don't know <laughs> anthony 
Tony Tiny Rendon. Look at that score. That's cool, oh, dude. It was it was brutal. There are things that I cannot I'm repeat. Even, I'm surprised there's even a score. Yeah. There are things I can't say that were in the comments. Yeah. You know, mom watches. So uh yes. I won't repeat those. But listen, he got a 0. .20 score. That's an F grade, the lowest score we've had so far this yeah. season. Yeah. And and it makes sense, Mike. And and here's some of the comments and some of the sentiments here. Uh, this one, I think, summed it up really well. Hurt, then jerk. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, he got hurt, and then he turned into like a huge jerk to everybody. I don't right. understand that. Right. A lot of sentiment, Mike, was DFA or do something with Rendon, like get him off the team, away from the team, don't want him. That was a big part of the over 350 comments we received. And then, of course, you knew this was coming. No habla inglés right. was the main comment uh, for Anthony Rendon. Mike, your thoughts on on tiny two bags? You know, he needs to perform out of his mind in 2024, <laughs> and I don't think he will. I, I think that this guy doesn't like baseball. I don't think he enjoys playing baseball. I think he he just he does it because he's he's got that ability, right? Um, there's been some rumblings that he was a bit odd and strange in Washington when he was there with the Nationals, but he's really been strange this year. And and quite frankly, I wasn't upset with him as a fan until this season when he got hurt because Same. before it was one of those things where hey give him a shot give him a chance and the team performed better with runners in scoring position when he was in the lineup and it, it just seems like everything fell apart after that Reed Detmers no hitter when he hit uh Anthony Rendon hit left the left-handed home run right everything after that just seemed to fall apart for him and fall apart for the Angels and I don't know what it is with him. Obviously, it's been the injuries is the most obvious thing. But when it comes to his personality and his attitude, it just doesn't seem like he's doing well. It seems like he's yeah. really missing like, his family. It seems should, like he's really frustrated with being there. It seems like that he is just not enjoying his time as a baseball player, and and which is why I think that the DFA comment is out there. Like if you're if yeah. you're not going to enjoy it here and you're going to be a cancer in the clubhouse, then then go somewhere else or, or stop playing, collect your check, whatever you need to do. Unfortunately, there's three more years and he's the highest paid player on the team, right? And and that's what's frustrating about him. He he needs to be out there. And then I say that with caution because that third base slot when he's out there wasn't great. Like he, no. had, he had a lot of errors and that sidearm yeah. throw, like you can't just, you're not, it's not slow pitch softball, Anthony, it's, <laughs> it's baseball. And, and so I wasn't really impressed with his defense when he was out there either. And then the whole narrative around, I don't know why the angels didn't say anything about my fractured tibia and all of that stuff. Like it's just, it was just weird. It was weird. And it was showed a lack of leadership in this clubhouse. It showed a lack of leadership on this team. And, and for somebody who, at the beginning of the year, looked like he was going to be our leader, grabbing that ace fan and <laughs> being frustrated with that ace fan and and maybe standing up for himself and standing up for the team, although I don't think you ever should put your hands on fans. But him addressing it, I think, is totally appropriate. But, but then that just kind of washed away, and it really set the tone for the rest of the season, and it was a bad, bad, bad year for Anthony Rendon. Totally. And, and, and here's the thing. He came in in 2020, and I know it was a short season, but I say it all the time. 10th and MVP voting for the AL that season. Yeah. yeah. And and that's significant because there was a lot of, of good guys in a short amount of time. And so he really made a statement in that time. And then, you know, hip issues in 21 keep him out. The wrist issue in 22 keeps him out. He even apologized to the guys and was like, man, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm pissed. I know you're pissed. I know we, this sucks. Like, but I'm sorry I can't be here to play with you guys. And then he even came back to serve his suspension for the Jesse Winker, you know, cast to the face thing during the brawl and then 
uh, finished out the season. And we're like, hey, you know what? Anthony could do pretty good. And then yeah. spring training, he was really good. And then yep. this season comes around and he, uh, you know, grabs the A's fan, which is inappropriate. He can't hit any home runs. His power's zapped. He's making errors over at third base. And then he's hurt again. Right. And then back and then hurt again and then back. And then he fouls the ball off of his shin. And here we are. And so you're right. I think the the turning point for me as somebody who would be like, come on, guys, like you can't help injuries was just the attitude issues yeah. uh, all throughout the season that he had after he went back on the uh, on the IL. <laughs> Is it time that we express concern for him like as a human being like outside of baseball and all of this stuff like is he okay like sure, that's is great, anthony all right i think it's appropriate <laughs> i mean i think at this point that's that that's what makes the most sense uh yeah. mike one last uh disaster here was andrew velasquez who did score higher than rendon by the way he got a 0.54 <laughs> which is good for a f grade yep. uh some of the comments here worse than 2022 yeah. yes Way too many chances. Yeah. Yes. Uh, glad he's gone. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think that's all there is to say about yep. Squid. But what are your thoughts here? Why, why was he in the lineup? Why, why was so he? Much. Why was he in there? I mean, Look, and, and, he was great off the bench for stealing a bag yeah. and defensive replacement. And then his there then it is. His defense sucked. Yep. He was in the lineup every day. He was yep. still swinging like he was Barry Bonds. Like, what are we doing here, Phil? So yeah. 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 Even Matty V called him out. He was like, you know, Velasquez trying to give away some souvenirs in that one game against, I think, the White Sox where he was throwing it over the first baseman's head. Like, he was in there for his defense, and he wasn't good. And he just didn't seem like he had himself in in a place where he was focused. And that was the thing that Phil mentioned a lot this year was that this team really struggled with focus. And you saw that happen with Anthony, uh, with with Andrew Velasquez. His, His focus was gone. Everything was gone. He was not the same player. Why was he in the lineup? And that's that's Phil's that's Phil's problem, and that's one of the reasons why I think he's not here anymore. Yeah, I agree. And the good news is that you won't have to accidentally call him Anthony Velasquez <laughs> every time anymore. <laughs> Lockdown Angels is brought to you by Jace Medical. You can take control of your medical care and treatment with a Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form, and in some cases, you can jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. Plus, you get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions. The Jace case is doctor-created and doctor-recommended, so don't be caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Jace handles everything for you, from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. You can get $20 off these life saving antibiotics today with Jace Medical by using our code locked on at checkout at jacemedical.com that's jacemedical.com j a s e medical.com All right, we went through a whole series of disappointments. Let's talk about the fun guys. Let's talk mm-hmm. about the guys that we're here for, that you're here for, our locked on everyday dayers are here for. Let's get into the future, Mike, starting with Brandon Drury. Now, I know he's only here next season yeah. uh, for one year. However, when you consider and put him up against uh, the rest of the guys that we're going to be talking about here in a second, I think he fits this category well in terms of, hey, maybe he deserves an extension. Maybe he's somebody who could be part of the Angels for the next three or four years and and make a significant impact if they decided to. So, Mike, 
Brandon Jury received a 3.66 score. That's good for an A grade, a solid A. Uh, some of the comments here were the best free agent signing of the offseason last year, which I agree with. And uh, who had who had Brandon Jury on his on his GM wish list? Oh, that would be me. That would be me. <laughs> uh, bright spot, Mike was a was a huge theme in the comments for Brandon Jury. And then, of course, Drury duty, baby. We're going to Drury duty every time you hit a home run. We had yep. to post. Drury duty. So, Mike, your thoughts on Brandon Drury and what he brought to the table in 2023. Give me somebody that wants to be here and I'll take him all day long. And that's why <laughs> I like Brandon Drury. He wanted to be here. He wanted to sign here. He loves this team. And I and I, I think this player is somebody that could really play in 2024. If you take his numbers and you put it on a healthy Angels team, those numbers at second base are incredible numbers. They're Ryan Sandberg numbers. And I think Drury is somebody that we would really – we're really going to benefit having on this team in 2024, not just because he can hit really well, but he can play almost anywhere in the infield and can play some outfield if necessary. Hopefully he won't because there won't be injuries, right? <laughs> but you can also put him in this lineup anywhere. And what I loved about signing him is that he's a power bat that was like six, seven in this lineup when mm -hmm. everybody's healthy. And you look at this lineup in 2024, he might be moved up a bit because he's the veteran, but sure. he's still going to be one of a few really good hitters in this lineup. And so I, I love this guy. I, I agree with the A. I think he had a fantastic year, and I'm glad that he's on the the uh, the Angels in 2024. Speaking of good hitters, Mike, we've got Nolan Shonowell, a score of 3.37. That's also good for a letter grade of an A. Yeah. Uh, many of the comments mentioned his uh, on-base uh, uh, significance, being on base all the time. He was an on-base machine disciplined and needs power and of course moneyball he gets on base yep <laughs> and that's gets on those base are, those are some of the themes and and co frequent comments that came up from the uh, over 350 responses we had to our survey your thoughts on Nolan Shonowell. This is the exact bat that we need in this lineup because they had a lot of power and we'll have a lot of power next season, depending on what they do with this lineup. This is the bat that we need. Somebody that's going to hit line drive, somebody that's going to get on base, somebody that's going to walk, somebody that's going to move runners over. That's what we need. His power will come. He's a young guy and his power will come. I don't know how much power he'll have. He may be a 10 to 15 homer guy, but he's somebody that is going to be so good over at first base for us because he's going to be on base. I mean, his streak is going to continue into 2024 and I think it ended at 29 because the season mm -hmm. ended but this guy finds a way to get on and that's what we need and can you imagine him being in front of a trout and being in front of other uh, batters in this lineup it's going to be good to watch him and he plays a good first base he's he's solid over there and he's not quick not fast not slick like maybe a Jared Walsh but he's somebody over there that's going to hold it down going to be somebody that we can count on day in day out I really love this guy and I love that he's going to be our starting first baseman in 2024 yeah first base defensively you know there's room for improvement always and i think that that's something that will also come along with that power and you and i had a conversation uh last year about mike trout and the lack of uh driving in runners when yeah. he hits home runs in fact yeah. he had the lowest ratio of rbis to home runs in all of major league baseball uh in 21 and 22 so again they need guys in front of People like Mike Trout, and I think Nolan Shonowell is the perfect example. Mike, this is somebody that you and I are a huge fan of, and I'm going to let you take the reins on this one because I feel like 
you have been Zach Neto's number one fan since yeah. he got here. So why don't you break down Zach Neto for us? He's the key in 2024, Johnny. I think a good shortstop for this team has always been indicative of the team being successful. And Zach Neto is, I think, that guy for this team. He got a 3.25 score. It's an A minus. Some of the comments from our Locked On Everydayers is he exceeded expectations. I agree with that. He's a spark plug. I agree with that. And potential high upside. And I agree with that. His defense is fantastic. And he's got a mind for baseball, John, and we'll we'll bring it up again because it's such a great play. But he had two significant. I'm throwing it to third base to get yes. these sort of plays, and one of them was in a really big game against uh, when we were actually in in the in the race, right? And and so this guy is ready to go. This guy is is aware of what's happening and the circumstances that are happening around him. And and I think his bat's going to come around. He's shown to be somebody that's going to make adjustments, and he adjusted that leg kick with two strikes. So I think he's the key to this team and the success of this team, not just in 2024, but in the future. What are your thoughts? It's nice to have an anchor at shortstop. You know, I I mean, we had the best shortstop in the league for years in Andrelton Simmons, and you didn't have to worry about it. And, and, and that's by statistical analysis. Like he was the best shortstop, (laughs) especially defensively. And his bat only got better. I could see Zach Neto's bat getting better. He, he did struggle when he came back from the IL uh, late into the season but again, when he first got here, he had a really good eye for the strike zone. And yeah. he wasn't he wasn't swinging out at stuff that he shouldn't be swinging at. I think that picked up a little bit more as the season went on. Uh, but again, I think if he's healthy and can stay within his game, I think Zach Neto is going to be really significant. for the Yeah, Bayless. that doesn't go away, right? Your no. eye for hitting in the strike zone doesn't go away. And so I think that that's going to be a key to his success. Mike, last one. Logan O'Hoppy. Let's go. Got a score of 3.41. That's good for... An A grade. Hey, straight A's in this last segment of the day. Of course, it's like somebody set it up that way. Who could have done that? (laughs) Uh, Some of the comments here, Mike. Team leader, future all-star, future MVP, and please stay healthy, Logan. That's all we want from Logan Ohapi is a healthy season. Mike, he would have easily surpassed uh, the Benji Molina rookie record for home runs from a rookie catcher for the Angels because he tied it at 14, but... Uh, he would have easily surpassed that had there been more time and more Logan O'Hoppy this season. Then behind the plate, he was somebody that Shohei wanted from day one, and they worked well together. Unfortunately, that shoulder injury took him out for a significant part of the season. But you think about some of these guys we have. You think about Drury and the numbers he put up at second, and you think about Logan O'Hoppy and the numbers he could potentially put up at catcher. Those are not premium offensive positions. Now, right. if you make the trade for somebody like Sean Owell, who, you know, is going to get a lot of hits and score a lot of runs, but he's not going to drive in a ton of runs. You know, you kind of compromise and say, Oh, well, you know, we don't have a power hitting first baseman, but we got this power hitting catcher. So right. maybe there's a trade off there, but give me your thoughts on, on Logan O'Hoppy. I think what we saw in September is, is who he is, Johnny. Yeah. And I know it was a hot month, but him coming off the IL and then it suddenly, like finding it. I think that this is who he is. And the reason why I believe that is because when you look at the beginning of the year, we were pleasantly surprised by his home runs and by his RBIs. He led the team in RBIs for the first month. He was knocking in a bunch of runs and we were mm-hmm. all like, wow, who, wow, this is great. Right. And, and then the injury showed up and that really, I think was devastating. And we mentioned how Thyssen Wallach filled in admirably, but th- th- it's not Logan O'Hoppy. Right. Yeah. And so him being in this lineup in, in 2024, I think will be, awesome i think that the benefit that he brings is he's going to be behind the plate and i think he's going to bring some stability for this starting rotation because he knows them he's working with them he's a smart backstop 
I really, I really have high hopes for Logan Ohapi. Plus, the dude watched other teams win and yeah. doesn't want to watch them win anymore. He no. wants to win, and him and Zach Noto both are are two guys that are like not not going to enjoy this for too much longer. Yeah. We want to win, and we want to win now. And, and there's there's a lot of comments about tempering expectations when it comes to these rookies, but let me just remind everybody: like the reason why we get excited is because you look at what they have started in 2023. Yeah and potentially can build off of in the years to come. And and let me remind you of guys who were really hyped, like Brandon Wood and even Joe Adele when he first arrived. Everybody's really hyped, and then they don't perform. These guys came up, and they performed. And maybe it's not world beaters, all-stars yet, but it will be, and they're going to have some really strong seasons come 2024. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. And remember, Locked On Everydayers on Friday, it is a fan mail Friday. Johnny, tell us how we can listen to our listeners and viewers and their thoughts and their critiques and all of that good stuff, their questions about the Angels. How can they reach out to us? Yeah, get at us uh, at Locked On Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. You can also give us a call on our voicemail line, 714-409-6396. That number is in the episode description. You can always call us any time of day. Leave us a 30-second voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. That's going to do it for this episode of Lockdown Angels. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? Well, let's see. We did the starters. We did the bullpen. We did the infield. It's time for the outfield. We're going to talk about Mike Trout and all the dudes tomorrow on Lockdown Angels. We've got the utility guys in there as well because they were playing the outfield and the infield. So we're going to talk about your, your faves in that regard as well. All right, friends, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you for being here. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. My name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. All right, friends, we hope to see you tomorrow, and thank you for joining us for this episode of Locked On Angels. Locked On Angels.